episode are we on? Is it five? Five? I think five. I think we're on five. So, for right now, we're going to say uh, welcome to episode number five of the Players' Lounge. Uh, Dylan Clark and Joe Cangelosi. But today we are joined from Gatsby's by Mark Compain and Tori McLean. Guys, how are we doing? Good. Hey. You? I'm doing great. Don't forget, Cardi's making oh. an appearance, too. Oh, yeah. Tommy Cardinal is here as well as a, a, another background guest. Um, Jacob Schnapp, also in attendance, but he will be a silent partner. Uh, we'll get into... We'll get into that a little bit later as he's opening a, a... What kind of sandwich is that? Okay, cool. Tori, how are you doing, man? Not bad. Not bad at all. Would you be better if you knew what kind of sandwich Jacob was eating right now? I think I have an idea. Yeah, I have an idea. Um, yeah, no, I'm good. So, good, thanks for having us. I mean, we're here at Gatsby's on a, on a Thursday after a rare Wednesday game. Uh, big win over Delaware last night, and that's the only home Wednesday that you guys have had to do uh, so far this season. Was it, did it feel strange for you guys to playing on a Wednesday? I will say this, you know, typ- typically a lot of fans don't show up to middle of the weekday games. As little fans as we had yesterday, it was still pretty loud. It was a very energetic crowd for how little I saw was in the, in the stands. Yeah, that was one of the th- first things too I realized here, especially the fans are really loud. No matter if it's a packed house or not so many fans as yesterday, it was pretty loud. Like, you got those cowbells buzzing like there's something right out of uh, Mississippi Queen, right off the Kansas album. But I walked out and was pleasantly surprised as well at the turnout. I thought there was going to be less people, and I probably shouldn't underestimate the fans here in Winston because every time there's a game, it usually, you know, has a pretty good turnout. So... But as for it being a Wednesday game, that might be the first one that I've had all year. I've been on three teams this year so far, and I think that's the first Wednesday game I had. And, yeah, my hips don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> yeah, no, It was an interesting, yeah, it's been uh, an interesting morning to say the least. But, pe- uh, yeah. people, know how to, people know not to bet against the fans in Winston-Salem. And, and uh, part of the noise, uh, we had something that I had never seen before. Somebody took... You know the like the little trumpet looking things like the vuvuzelas that they had at the World Cup ten years ago. Yeah, I somebody saw, I took heard one that. of those, and this guy he put like an attachment on it, like it's like a P, it's a PVC pipe, and he and it's nine times louder. You, you guys definitely heard. It. I heard it, but I didn't see what it was. I actually thought we got a new goal horn for the first like for warmups because like he was blowing it, and I'm thinking who is doing that? Who's hitting the like, horn? We got to figure out who made it. Yeah, we got to get his name and I for sure maybe like to blow those if that guy get a couple stickers on there or something, but sponsor it. What do you think? Like, like, you know, he's making that thing in the basement or outside in the garage. And then all of a sudden, like it clicks and like that sound comes out of it. He's just like, yep. He's, like, a, yeah. he's just in the lab working yeah. on it for weeks on end. That's it. And I love how he, he debuts it at a Wednesday night. Brings game it too. out the annex. And the whole place is just like, oh, yeah. Okay. It, was, it was a good test run for him. It was great. Unbelievable. Because I bet he's thinking, he's like, oh, I wonder how loud it's going to be. I wonder if you're going to be able to hear it. It was the only thing you could hear at some points uh, just because of how loud it is. And that's going to cut through like a packed packed oh. house playoffs. Imagine a couple more people having that. He patents oh. it. <laughs> we start selling it. <laughs> we might have a louder crowd than the Canes have. Oh, boy. Oh, they I might we, take a big boy they might take offense that down in raleigh we need to find this we need to find this guy and we need to first of all ask him how he made it second of all ask him if we can start mass producing it because 
He it just was, goes, no comment. Doesn't want to say anything about yeah, it. He goes, I have no idea who you're talking about. As, as possible. No idea yeah, I don't have a new fan of Tickle ma- Manager. That's like, right. Running all the merch and all that. You could do that for us. Set him up. Absolutely. PVC horn guy taking over. Um, but, but, Mark, we wanted to kind of talk to you about uh, kind of the, I mean, we talked to Yuri Peshtuka and Viktor Grabenikov uh, last week on episode four. Um, first of all, we are in a much more comfortable setting now, I would say, Joe, than the seating there. Yeah, the, the locker room was not fun. Locker room was not fun. Uh, couches here at Gatsby is much more fun. Um, but we just, we, we kind of talked about their experiences. Well, in, we were glad to have them, though, so that was... It, was, it made it worth it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the actual conversation was fun, but just the sitting was not. Um, we're just talking about coming over to America and playing, playing hockey here for the first time and uh, just kind of your experiences that way. And obviously, you know, you got your brother with you here uh, this weekend. Um, just kind of your, your thoughts on when you came over and, and joined the Thunderbirds here in America. Yeah, the big moose is here too this week, and I think it's the same as it was for me coming over from Europe. It's obviously, it's going to be... Big difference. Um, Europe is just so much different in lifestyle and everything. The people here, like the hockey too, the rink is smaller, the game is just played faster and harder, more physical. And obviously, that was kind of tough to start it off for me. I had to adjust myself to it. But I, I think I've done a pretty good job, and the boys made sure I'm, I feel welcomed. And yeah. That's been great so far, and I love it here now. So, so you called who? Who is the moose? Who is the moose? The moose. So actually, that's Claner because he's a big Canadian moose. He's just a big boy, but my brother comes in from Austria with 230 pounds, something like that. So he kind of is a moose too. Yeah, like these guys are just like just bred, you know, over there. <laughs> like they just. Oh my God! You should see these two together. It's like. I can only imagine the Royal Rumbles they had if there was, like, you know, one last ice cream in the freezer or, like, there's only one bowl of cereal left. There's, like, one chicken, like, breast left on the plate. Like, that would have been, like, Rome and the Coliseum kind of stuff. Like, people yeah, swinging no, for the he, hills. He, like, he made sure that I, that I know how to stick up for myself, and he made me fight for ev- everything I wanted. You wanted a breath of fresh air, he'd probably be speed bagging. Yeah, yeah, he was. He would always take me with his friends too, and he's four years older, so I always had a tough time growing up. But I think it helped me. And I'm a big moose myself, and I can defend myself. You know? That's right. It's so many moose back here in Gatsby's. <laughs> Joe, would you, would you lump yourself into the moose conversation? Absolutely not. <laughs> what the heck We are hit you a talking? bump on the way here, like dip in the road. I didn't really see it driving, just kind of like, yeah, carrying along. We hit a dip in the road. I thought the tires were going to come off the car. <laughs> I swore to God. I was like, boys, the shocks are done. Like, so, we gotta- the, so you drove here, for the fans that don't know, you drove here with Mark yeah. and Nick. And the big moose in the back. And then all of a sudden we hit a bump. I'm like, no, we can't do that again. This is a four-cylinder. You know what I mean? This is a soccer mom car. We can't be, you know, taking it off jumps like with the big, huge rigs in the back. Unbelievable. Weight distribution, though. You know what? But, yeah, no, it's been good. These What's, guys are good guys. You guys all sit in the back of the bus, too, on, on road trips. Like, that's got to be kind of tough in yeah, suspension, that's, too. That's why we got to fix the engine now, you know? Hauling, hauling too many moose back and forth yeah. from uh, from Columbus and, uh, and Port Huron and all that stuff. And that's kind of the next two games coming up. Uh, Port Huron tomorrow. Again, kind of one day off, one day back on. Uh, quick turnaround for you guys here. What's kind of the game plan on uh, one day off in between two home games? 
Just a lot of rest. Uh, I know you yeah, skated I this morning, but you're just gonna make sure you get your nutrition in, like eat good, drink good stuff, and like stay healthy and and recover from the game, so you're ready for the next one. The toughest thing I found is the travel. Like the bus travel for me is like the thing that I find like I would say like the biggest. I mean, there's 63 games I think in this league, and you know a, a decent amount of them you're on the road for so i think that's like one thing that takes its toll the most so you just got to be taking care of your body stretching and making sure you're prepared to just like you know kind of start with your body kind of a little on like like in the hole a little bit you know what i mean so you just especially playing right in the middle of the week you're going to come back we're going to play on friday and then we have to travel for a sunday game it's going to be Sunday early game Sunday, too, yeah, exactly. Four thirty start down there, so it'll be just a kind of a bit of. You just got to take care of yourself. You got to be careful too. You know, it's just comes down to that. And that that Sunday game kind of a double edged sword because obviously earlier game means that we've got to get up and get on the bus and get out of here by like I don't know five or six on on Sunday morning. But at the same time, it means that the game's going to be over by 7 p.m., 8 p.m., and then we get back here to Winston-Salem at a decent hour because uh, then it's, you know, more games later that week. So. And then two days later on a bus to Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. It's nice, too, that there's a couple days in between that, like, final three and three. Um, those, again, are part of the schedule and part of the grind of the season that you kind of just got to get through. And I think... I think we're kind of by this point where we you got to be used to it. Oh yeah, now, you know, because so. you've done it fifty something times yeah. by now. And, yeah. and the thing about that that last three and three, because it's uh, Danbury Thursday, and then we go up to Binghamton for the one and only time, at least in the regular season, Friday Saturday. But the thing about it is, we still don't know. Like, there's been no official word on the uh, the Danbury game that got canceled. You know, the one that the one we couldn't play on the road. No. So there's always there's always. You know, nobody knows like is it going to get made up or anything like that because like there's the thought is like it might not matter in the standings or it might because right now things are kind of coming down to it and, and my my fear is that they would just say like hey you're going to be up in Danbury on a Thursday why not go up a day early and, and play them on Wednesday too because then it'd be a four and four to close the year but I don't know if that was something you guys had, had thought of or, or even worried about but I don't think anybody wanted to think about that well you're welcome that's why I'm here <laughs> just to supply those thoughts do you think if we called them and asked them to play like a game of like heads up seven up or like <laughs> like red rover or something like that instead of they playing might be the game, for them. they'd probably be like yeah okay yeah we'll do a game of, we'll play guess who connect four and heads up seven up yeah, well see, guess who would be pretty if you made guess who like of guys on your team each team had to go and do oh that we might be onto something right, right? see yeah. who would be the best easier. at guess who it, sitting in this room right now who would be the best at guess who oh wow me Probably Claner. I gotta give it Why? to him. Yeah. What makes you a good guess who player? Just, you know. He's an historic. Like, he knows his shit. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Whether it's hockey or music or whatever, he knows everything from you name the time, he names the person. I'd be able to sort it out, yeah. I think, quick. Maybe Joe, too. He's a smart Older guy. Guys. Yeah. Maybe the big moose back there could probably get us, though. It'd have to be in German, though. Yeah. <laughs> German guess who? If it was in German, he'd probably win the big the big rig. Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't think the language makes a difference. It's just guessing what people look like. <sighs> you never know. We need, we need to play to find it out, right? Yeah. Perfect. But, I, I mean, guess who aside. That would, be, that would be a fun game. We might have to look into that. 
But just coming down to the to the, the last few games here, the regular season, you know, it, it's it's still very much up in the air. Who's who's it going to be in the first round? Because you guys don't know if you're going to get picked, if you're going to get to pick somebody, or even if there's a chance still that you guys finish in second place and, and get a bye through the first round. So just like, what's what's the thought as it's kind of coming down the wire here? I mean, every game, it's not a must win because you've already locked up a playoff spot, but depending on how you look at it, you know, obviously the more you win, the better position you're going to be at the end of the year. Yeah, I think especially with the playoffs coming closer and closer, you, you obviously want to win every game or as many games as possible to, like, get into flow and, like, get a good feeling about yourself and about the team. And I think all the guys are pros enough and know what they need to do to be ready for those games and no matter what team we are playing or if we buy the first round or whatever at the end of the day I think we have a really good team and we can like make a run here in the playoffs and for that we have to beat everybody to do that so to me it doesn't really matter what the team is we're gonna play I think we ch you just prepare yourself every day as we said recover rest put in the work on the ice to be ready for whatever team is coming up and I think you can't take anybody lightly in that league so you just do what you have to do and be ready when you're a skilled team like we are like a, a good like high quality team like us losses usually come from one of two things you either get beat which like there's not uh, like very many nights where I think we get beat or we do stuff to kind of beat ourselves and let teams into the game, right? So at this stage of the game, this stage of the year, like if we're doing things that are producing wins or doing things that are necessarily might, the result might not be a win, but we didn't beat ourselves in games. That's the thing going into the playoffs. That's kind of the most important, I think. And I think over the last little while, it's been, kind of it, it's looked pretty good you know i mean we i just think without really knowing the only thing we can kind of do is just stick to the script and kind of just like control what we can control and that's you know playing the way that we know we can play whether it's like you know within the system or in games that kind of like have different kind of stuff happen how we respond to that kind of different stuff i think down the stretch that's we have to be in the mode that kind of like we're all, we're almost kind of in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Because yeah. these games are like, like you said, they're still. It's not like we're in fifth. It's locked in. The league set. Like we could put ourselves in a pretty good spot here if we went out. You know what I mean? So, and even if even if that's not the case, we could also leave ourselves in a pretty good spot if we just continue to play the way that like isn't necessarily selling ourselves short. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not only that, with uh, I think. Five games left in the regular season. Everybody that you guys are going to see on the schedule over the next handful of days is a potential playoff matchup because if somebody picks Binghamton and then it's Carolina and Port that are left over, so they would play each other. And then, who knows, Columbus on Sunday, that's another first-round potential matchup. Danbury, Binghamton after that. It's all These are all kind of, or they could be looked at as, I think, tune-up games uh, for the playoffs because you don't know who you're going to draw. So, obviously, uh, you know, why not try to treat it like a playoff game and see how you perform in that situation? Exactly, yeah. And I think, like, everybody on our team is a natural competitor, too. So, you always obviously want to win every game, no matter if it's the last game of the season, everything is locked in. Or if it's like the first playoff game, you obviously want to win. And like I said, if you win that, you're gonna give yourself a good feeling coming into the playoffs. So 
I think the boys know that, and I think we're on a good way. And like Kleiner said, if we play our hockey, Thunderbirds hockey, tight D, we play hard. We're gonna get get lots of ozone time, and we have players that can make something out of it. Tori, you look like you want to add something. Yeah, like I think with like you just said, with it being a potential, like we could round out the season playing a, one of three or four teams that we could potentially see in the playoffs. Like we could even get a buy and might be able to pick a team like Port Huron for you know what I mean so that could be a matchup Friday that means more than just a last kind of you know we could see them down the stretch too so you never know I think these types of games like I don't like the cliche like oh these are this is where we can send a message you know I like I don't I don't really buy that down the stretch because you're kind of like you said not being conservative but you're tuning up to potentially have these matchups and I like the fact that you get to see them maybe one last time one final time to see Okay, if, if if it comes down to it, who are we gonna hard match against? Who are we gonna who am I gonna usually see out there? What D pair am I gonna usually play against? Like you can kinda like gain a bit of an understanding or a comprehension of like what type of contest you're gonna be in over the course of the a playoff series, which like with it being two or three, you gotta be able to like understand this pretty quick and take a comprehension, like Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, especially because like the rosters. Yeah, as Jacob's just watching TikToks in the background, um, the the rosters aren't really going to change a lot here over the last couple of weeks of the season because obviously you know you need ten games played in the regular season to be eligible for playoffs. So nobody's going to bring in anyone really new here um, on the other side of the ice that you guys haven't seen before, and it's not going to be like, oh, well, who's this guy come playoffs? You've seen everybody, and and again, playing these teams a week or two before playoffs, that's more or less how they're going to look once the postseason does come around. So it kind of gives you not only a snapshot, but like a pretty accurate one, one that's not going to change uh, too much over the next couple of weeks. And, and Joe, I wanted to ask you, you know, you're a veteran of this league and a veteran of this team. Has the playoff picture been this much in doubt since you've been around? Because obviously it's a new format. What do you mean in doubt? Well, not just because it's like you could play anyone like it's it could be anyone in the first round it's not just like you know one or two teams oh is it going to be dan barrier is it going to be binghamton it's anybody the, the door's wide open well i think like Kleiner was saying it, this is all tune-ups for us so it doesn't really matter who we get matched up with so we're not i'm not paying attention too much like oh who's number three you gonna pick like we're just gonna stick to our game plan and just play our game the not answer i liked it <laughs> Yeah, no, no I, I know here, what you mean. Here, I know what you, you want the real answers? Yes. Uh, no. Do you want it to just uh, a, a one one word? No. Yes. Yes. No. No to you. Your question. Thank you. Your Thank pro- you no problem. Glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you wanted me to elaborate a little bit before I just shut that one down. But I have a question for you then. For me? Okay. Yeah. For you to deal with all these teams and the travel, the next not obviously we're home this next game, but you got four games next week. How do you prepare approaching games when you have to go through different rosters all like that quick? Uh, just watching their last game, I always find just having it on like in the background while I'm working or something like that. Just hearing the names is always helpful because like like I said earlier, the rosters aren't going to change much. Like at this point, everyone like eighty percent of the guys on there we've I've already seen and I already know, so that's that's not too tough. But the only difference is they they do pick up that one guy or somebody's injured or something like that. You guys look like you're about to just bust into laughter right now as I'm explaining this. What? No. I keep going. I just have something to add to it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get off of the But like 
yeah. No, I was just gonna say, like we've seen I've seen Columbus a dozen times already. Like you know most of the guys there. Um, Binghamton we just saw last week. Danbury too. All right, go for it. what? Okay, I gotta pump Dylan's tires. That's pretty hard. <laughs> go like so hard. Go for it. Okay, so one of my best buddies from home, this kid named Derek Gallman. Oddly enough, his dad played with these two moose's dad back in Austria. He's an Austrian. Yeah, Olympian. a legend. He's Austrian, Austrian royalty. Like, yeah, like so he played in the Olympics for Austria. Had like so, just goes way back, right? So that's deep rooted. So he's one of my best buddies from home. His mom's dad, so his grandpa on his mom's side, is like one of the most renowned Canadian broadcasters of like the late 60s throughout the 70s. His name's Pat Marsden. Called the Summit Series. Was like a big time CFL guy. Like did it all like like anything that went on sports wise in canada back like you know around that time pat marson was usually like the voice of it and ruth mary Derek's mom thinks you're like right on like <laughs> thinks you're like the real deal thinks dylan's good like so that's a pretty like you know that's a pretty good tire pump ruth mary yeah. marson thinks that you're pretty good so well, thank you yeah, yeah, everybody yeah, back home in Austria said that too. Like yeah. the broadcast guy, he's this, pretty yeah, good. I know, yeah, they like man. him. Yeah. They stuff. just like I just I made sure to do my homework when uh, when you got signed back in was that February? Yeah, February you were brought in because we were in Port Huron, and I remember I was looking back at the you know like um, for people that don't know, there's a website Elite Prospects that's got everywhere any hockey player has ever played and their points and all that kind of stuff where they're from, and it even lists your relatives if they've played hockey so obviously your brother and your dad were listed on there and you know and obviously i'd like you to go into this a little bit but i saw that your dad played at the olympics in the 80s and and just uh so i, I did my i i wasn't really planning on it but i, I just kind of went down the rabbit hole on the uh, the, the campaign uh, athletic family history and i, I think that's kind of what uh fake Gert. put me ahead oh, there your campaign that guy was nuts he used to protect me that's what marty dalman used to say hey marty yeah those boys had a lot of fun back in the day with different hockey you know so what what, what year was that was it 88 your dad was at the olympics um 88 yeah uh, calgary i think right calgary. yeah calgary 88 they were buzzing around out there having fun one of the best cities ever yeah and then uh you i was talking to your brother at, at practice this morning uh, <laughs> we got two animals Sorry, in Mo's, here. Moe's kicking, kicking Tommy. Tommy Cardinal on the couch right now. What are you doing? <laughs> I would say to use your words, but that would be distracting, but that we're already here, so. It's just time Sorry, for these guys no, to you're start not. acting Sorry, their age. Okay. Don't lie. Anyway. Not their shoe size in Moe's case. <laughs> size three. Hey, has got smaller feet than Yeah, I know. We went over this. Youth size skates. Oh, my Big flex Socks, there, buddy. but anyway, uh, I was talking. To, I was talking to uh, Nick before practice, and he was saying, um, you know, getting into the uh, the bobsled, right? And just you know, it, you have you come from a very athletic family. I think it's safe to say you don't yeah. get called moose for nothing. Yeah, no, we're a really athletic family. Like, we've been around sports ever since I can remember. Um, we've always played hockey, street hockey, soccer. Obviously, back in Europe too, and yeah. We've always been around sports, and <laughs> there's a full-on wrestling match yeah. in here. Uh, of course, you guys choose uh, an audio-only medium to just kind of have a fight on the couch right now. So yeah, thanks. if their camera was rolling, this would have been perfect. Nobody would be watching it at all. We can do a play-by-play -play on this wrestling match. Tori, go ahead. Do do your best. Do your do an impersonation of me calling this fight. <laughs> 
Oh, we're done. Sorry. Yeah, uh, right. Great. Great. I can't believe you guys. I heard that entire conversation they had over there. They're just bored. And yeah. they're, they just think this entire experience is boring. It's boring outside. Why don't you go out there and dance and sing that song? I'm singing in the rain. <laughs> I'm singing in the rain. So you guys, you guys so live yeah, together, no, We were right? always a really athletic family, and we've always been around sports. And whether it was playing outside or in our club, like, practicing with a team or when it was raining like it is today back home we would flip around chairs and sofas to make a little mini hockey rink and stuff like that our parents would go crazy that was the best we were playing all the time boys being boys i guess yeah Yeah. but you you guys you and tori you guys live together now and and you got put together right off the right off the hop right when you got here yeah exactly yeah my first experience with the boys i went Onto the bus, sat down at the big moose, Tara McLean sitting be- behind me, and that's all she wrote. It was eight <laughs> hours fun after that. She was nonstop talking. I was crying my eyes out from laughing. <laughs> and then I come home, and coach says, you're living with Tori. And I was like, all right, let's do that. Constant humor. And we had fun every day since. So what does what yeah. a normal day look like at the apartment of Tori McLean and Mark Campaign? Normal day, he wakes up, comes out of his room, um, already up making coffee he comes out says something funny right off the hop and for example please yeah. <laughs> for example i don't know if i can say all that on podcast yeah you can you can say whatever you want, on funny say whatever stuff. You want. i'm usually like what's up big boy yeah come flying out of there you know i don't know i it's one thing i bet you if you if you cut out of the equation that we have a little bit of a pet living on our in our uh, in our house too with us, um, a bit of like a lap dog. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. You guys have a you guys have a dog? Yeah. Well, he's actually like my uh, my nephew, I think. What? Um, Wait. What? Damari so- lives with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So like, all right. Taking like, what are you taking our. Uh, <laughs> Taking our 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 guy. <laughs> yeah, we make oh, sure, we man, make sure we, he knows his place. If he didn't live with us, he might be in jail in Winston Salem. Yeah. <laughs> if he wasn't, if he didn't have two role models like us, what would he do? <laughs> no, we're kidding. Well, um, where where is he right now? Probably either at Chipotle or Good at spot. TJ's Deli and Grill, one or the other. <laughs> Shout out TJ. Or in the line waiting for some cookout. Yeah, or he's yeah. in the cookout line. One of three places, but no, um, we're only we only uh, are busting his uh, his uh, unit because we love him. Yeah. But uh, other than that, we just hang out. Dabari actually has a pretty good taste in uh, movies, so he usually puts on a like every other day he puts on a banger. So we're usually and music. I got to give that yeah, to him too. Good, was good music taste. And Elvis yesterday. Yeah. Elvis, what else had he? Uh, he had the Beatles going. Beatles he going. Had, yeah, he yeah. had them all he going. He got old school, the new yeah. stuff. He's hip got hop, some hip hop coming out of there. Cali kid, he knows what's going on. I was on. gonna say, I would be surprised if he was from California and didn't have at least a yeah. little, a little taste in music and movie. What, what, what movie were you guys watching? Oh, this guy. It was late one night. He, this big rig goes to bed. Okay, good night, boys. I'll see you in the morning. And I'm just about to go to bed. And then all you hear is like the Paramount like studios thing. And then it's just like, revving up your engine. This is what 
highway to the danger zone. And then Top Gun fires yeah. up. Tom Cruise, their slick back hair of just like, well, Dabari, it looks like we're staying up till three till this one's over. And that was that. Like, so. Did, did, did you come back out to watch? No. no this no. moose was in bed, but. I was sleeping. I had to get my sleep in my Other rest than that, we just. But we have a lot of fun, I consume think. Consume a copious amount of calories, and that's pretty well the gist yeah, of it. Yeah, we wake up, we go to practice, we come back home, we put on music or a movie, we eat all day. So, Fritch is always full. Yeah, usually watch, like, a hockey game or two. Yeah, we watch a lot of hockey, actually. Yeah, We, we try to watch the Leafs as much as possible. Yeah, we were watching the Leafs last last night or two days ago. They were leading 5-1. We are like, that game's over. We oh. switched the channel. Oh, you like turned it off? Five. We switched to Colorado. And we went back to the Leafs game five minutes after that, or ten minutes, maybe. And it was 5-4. Yep. So seven yeah. six in overtime, right? Yeah, we yeah. always, you know, the guys from Niagara Falls, Ontario. So we gotta watch the Leafs. Yeah, and I don't mind. I like the Leafs a lot See? too. So yeah, and you, and you like Kings the you like country? The, yeah, I was gonna say you like the Kings. Right? Yeah, the Kings. That's my team. So how did you get into the Kings living in Austria? I don't know. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not really Kopitar. That would be like he's from Slovenia, so that's pretty close from where I live. Where I grew up, but not Kobe. There, Mike Richards w- was actually the guy that got me into the Kings. I, w- I played forward in junior, so that was always my guy, Mike Richards, and I've stuck with the Kings ever since. Yeah, and Toronto, Detroit too. Those are my teams. The Canes now. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys are going to the Canes game tonight, yeah. huh? Yeah, we're going to the Canes game tonight against Buffalo. Super excited. My first NHL game. Never had a chance to go, but today. We'll see what that's all about. Yeah, we, yeah. Who, who are you looking forward to seeing? Darlene, for sure. They play in Buffalo, so Darlene, for sure, being one of the best defensemen, I think, in the league worldwide. And, I don't know, everybody on the Canes, I think they have a wagon of a team, Aho, Netchas, all those guys in the back end. I think they're just so good. For a reason, one of the top teams right now in the NHL. So, super excited how those guys are playing. Yeah. Good time to yeah. be a hockey team in Carolina, huh? Yeah. How about Rod the Bod the other day? Goes, oh, do you think you could uh, go in and how long it would take you to uh, win uh, face-offs and get back to top of the league? He's like, uh, zero time. He was dead serious. Uh, zero time. You can put me in there right now. I'll go 65%. Oh. Guy's got biceps out to here, neck out to here. That's the epitome of a hockey player, big boy. Rod the Bod. <laughs> That's why they're doing so well. I'm telling you, that guy runs a tight ship around here. Yeah. I heard he's one of the fittest people, like, people in the organization, too. Yeah. When you saw him in the bubble when COVID was going on, he's jacked. Yeah. Well, You're not supposed to look like that as a coach. You need to get your, your bob in, some sugar for breakfast, that, all that. Have yeah. a nice gut, power gut down there. Does somebody have a mouth set? <laughs> Anybody? You, you want to share the mic? No, I'm all set. Oh, okay? He made a reference. Part of my coaching staff, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, so That's he, crazy. So Rod Brandmore was saying he could just hop in and like lead the league in face-off wins right now. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, I'll I heard he was one of the best. Stuff. He did the VO2 max test to start the season with the Kings. I heard he was uh, doing that and was actually doing as pretty a player. Well. No, as a imagine coach. that. Imagine yeah. you're like, all right, yeah, I, I know kind of where I sit. And then your coach gets on and does the test better than you. And yeah. It's like, oh, jeez. Kind of embarrassing. Yeah, you'd be in trouble. I would be in so much trouble. Yeah, but uh, oh, you talk about face-offs. Um, 
Joe, it's been an interesting few days for you in the face-off dot. Why? What Did do you, you mean? Well, I don't know. You just, I mean, you were getting kicked out a couple of times. When? On uh, Oh, the Danbury Saturday. weekend? Yeah. I'll take credit for a few of them. Yeah. Oh, Might oh, have so been wait, trying what, to cheat. So what were you doing? <laughs> you guys, uh, for those that don't know, Joe and Tori have kind of been put on the, on veteran, the same line trying, as a few Trying weeks. to get the old veteran move in there, maybe half a step early. But, like, here's the thing. If they're in there, too, I'm allowed to be in there. Like, you can't just kick our center out because my feet are in the circle. That guy's feet are in the circle, too. So you either back us up and reset the face off and don't kick our center out. Or if I jump early, now you blow it dead and kick our center out. But it just seems to... The rules just kind of suit, seem to elude some of the uh, <laughs> the individuals that are supposed to be out there, uh, for lack of a better term, enforcing them. I didn't I didn't realize that you were responsible for some of those yeah expulsions. Tommy I too. well, Don't my let him off the hook. Tommy was Tommy's cheating on the other side of it too. So Tommy was cheating on the other side. I saw that. Um, you can't just throw me out. Just. You got to give me give me a warning or something. A warning. I just and if you go back and look at the video, I literally glide up to the fucking face off, and he throws me out. He does. I was like, that I was, didn't even set. I didn't even fucking. So set. I wasn't even in there. No, it was. It was, I felt bad, but it was so funny because I saw him after the game, and I was asking him like, what what kept happening? He goes, pull up the video. So I pull it up on my phone. And he's like, it was right here. And, and we go back and, and we find it. And he comes up. His toes touch the hash marks. Like, he gets right to where he would be set. You didn't even get your stick halfway down. And the arm goes up. Joe's out. And I started dying. And that's when I told him, no, I wasn't going to leave. And then you got a penalty. And then the defiance, he was... No, my favorite part, though, is now every time nope. it's, it's I'm become... Not I'm not kicked out. Yeah. yeah. No, drop the puck. Let's go. That's exactly what I said. It's become Let's a tradition go. now. Every time every time Joe gets a penalty, I immediately watch the penalty box door. Because first game of the season, you got a penalty for something, and you slammed that door so hard. I thought it was going to break. I thought the glass was going to shatter. I'm like, great. We're going to have a 15-minute delay Slamming here to, the boards to the repair Winston's the glass. At the annex, like yeah. the boards are new. Like they got them this year. That's, He's swinging not, those hinges like they just got installed. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I've been swinging those things for a couple of years. Coming off, all of a sudden the glass can be halfway in the middle of the rink. Fans, please refrain from jumping onto the ice as we need to repair the penalty box dasher. <laughs> but yes, I you so see, now now every time. What's funny about that guy and what is he saying when he wakes up? Stuff like that. He Different just wakes voices. up. Says something random like that. Well, what did you, know. you think of what, if, what did you think of his impression of you earlier on? I thought it was pretty good when, when he was saying about how you like you were saying like okay, good night, guys. He did it kind of in your voice. What did you think? How would you rate his impression of you or his impersonation? I'd give him a seven point eight. I That's respect it. Yeah, no, can you, it's a good. Pass can you do a Tory impression? Yeah, you got one. I got one. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Think. Yeah. I don't know. I might have one up my sleeve later. Not to put you on the spot. You know. Think about it. Yeah, I'll think, think about, about it. it. We'll come back to it. Yeah, it's got it's got to be natural. Back to Joe damaging the the ice, the playing surface. No, but actually, I didn't um, damage anything. I know everything works. Everything does work. That's true. Um, because John Butita is putting the work in to maintain the boards and glass. Yeah, he does a good job. <laughs> he, goes, he, not, he goes clockwise instead of counterclockwise. <laughs> Did you guys see the, the little the little promo video we did for his mustache? You know, speaking of his mustache, it's a little disappointing to hear how little people have bought raffle tickets well, for him. Well, the thing is, apparently, 
people don't want to see it gone. I've like we, we it's we, gonna grow back. That thing comes that's back the in like three days. Yeah, I think by by that. time yeah. they're done shaving, don't it, see that like thing go. if they start It'll on start the left, they go left to right. The left will be back. He by showed time they get me to the a right. video of his, I think two years ago or something, where he did not have a mustache. I get why people want him to have the mustache on. He what are you saying? Like Fifteen year old. Oh, you think you're saying he's ugly with the mustache? I love you, but oh boy, wow. That, this will be interesting. Controversial. We're going to have to have boots on for a response next time. We should maybe do like boots, both, like AKA OG like, two tone. You, know, you have shave, shave it or save it and whatever. That's what he said. We might do that more next money year. Then we do that, you know. Because boots, boots said that. He goes, well, maybe. He's like, should we do it? Like, should we say, you know, to save it? Like, kind of like your idea. Yeah. Like, oh, like, like, do we buy like tickets to save it or something like that? I'm like, it's too late. We can't walk it back. We just announced. Just made a whole big deal, like we're shaving his mustache, and everyone's like, "No, don't shave the mustache." So yeah. I mean, we're shaving Cody's head too, right? Or are they shaving? I know they're cutting his hair, and they're, they're donating it to uh, St. Baldrick's for uh, the, the cancer research place. I like that. Yeah, I that's like a, that. yeah, that's a good cause. Yeah. I might bid on that I might myself, that and maybe if Boots had a longer mustache, mouth. maybe they could donate that hair. I, I would think cut Oaksy's hair what into the funniest mullet. He already looks like Mario. It, oh, it's so, it's so yeah. good. It's such a good mustache. It looks so good. Yeah. We, put, we had fake mustaches in the office. Shannon found some fake mustaches, and we put those on, and I looked horrific. Like, I scared myself. I caught a... I caught, time you have one, boy. Yeah, thanks, Mo. I appreciate it. Um, I got, the problem, that's the problem. I got nothing. I got nothing. He comes after me. I got nothing. No response. <laughs> I, just, I just take it. I've got nothing I can come back with because I know I'm going to get it five times worse on the bus because he does not fight fair. Not even a little bit. Put no, your I shoes saw, on. I saw he jumped you the last trip to Columbus. Not even a little bit fair. That was ridiculous. Tell that story. Yeah. Do you want to tell that story? I don't think we. I want. I want to see you yeah, and Dylan, like Mo and Dylan, like square up. It's and just, see, and then see what's good. Mo, you think you can beat him? Hundred percent, you understand chance. 100%. My problem is I start laughing. He's because I don't know what to do. Because I get, I get uncomfortable. Yeah, I start laughing. Yeah. yeah, my sitting and talking for a living background doesn't really give me a lot of help. Yeah, maybe you can do that McGregor trash talk and get into his head. You know, maybe I am works. the worst trash talker ever. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anyone worse at trash talking than I am. Because like you said, like he came after me, I got nothing. You, no response. You're chirping guys on the broadcast sometimes, so... Well, yeah, it's because there's nobody there to say anything about <laughs> like, it. Like, I made the joke during the, the, uh, the Watertown escapades. I said something like, oh, it's a good thing Watertown doesn't have a broadcaster, otherwise I might have to fight him. And then my first thought is like, oh, God, I'm going to get suspended. The league's going to crack down on me. And that's why I, I can't. I just can't do it. I'm yeah. just so bad at that. You're just too good of a guy, eh? I guess. Yeah. I guess. We're having fun with the boys on the bus, as you can tell, at home. No matter where. So, no, no time, matter, place. No matter where. You and Tori McLean bring in the... Uh, yeah. Bring in the entertainment. And we basically spend like 90% of our day together, too, so... We really got to know each other, I think, pretty yeah. well, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I told him on the way here, I wouldn't change a thing. Me wouldn't change either. a thing? Living with him. Do you guys think you'll no. live together after after hockey's over? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Most likely. Start a sitcom. Or yeah. oh. when we uh, when we buy the, uh, the Brandon Wheat Kings or somebody like that, yeah. you know? We'll buy a team and just live there together. I'll be the head coach, suspended probably for the remainder of the year by game three of the regular season. <laughs> um, that actually almost happened to me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this guy, I feel like I've known this guy forever. No, it's good. 
yeah it's been good yeah i so. think we kind of bonded right off the hop too yeah just kind of like that I said. helped a lot especially like you asked before how i had to just come in here and it made it a lot easier obviously with that living with that guy and bonding with him so good and i could ask him whatever and he would just show me around this and that and yeah it's a yeah. lot of fun and really helpful. That's the thing. I mean, you, you meet so many people here in this. Yeah. I mean, in this sport, obviously, but in this league, it's like that's how it is. You know, you guys on other teams that people know you play together from wherever you've been, and just you meet a lot of people. And it's uh, it, it's a there's a lot of people, but it's it's a it's a pretty tight community. I think that's uh, that's probably the yeah. best part of it. Yeah, that's one thing I learned. The one of one of the first things I realized when I came here, the community here, like not just in hockey but everybody surrounding the team and the club it's it's so tight and it's just so nice to see how friendly people are and everybody wants to help out and it's just really good to see what's going on here in winston-salem and around the thunderbirds it's yeah it just warms my heart to see that yeah i've seen a couple places this year too like i said this is the third team that i was on this year um you started here, though. Yeah, started here. So this was kind of my first impression of, like, pro hockey and the fans. So, like, even going to a place like Huntsville where, you know, and even my first stop in, the, in Evansville where the rinks are, you know, a little bit bigger so they can hold more people. It's just kind of it, – it put it into perspective to me how – lucky we are to have a fan base like we have here and just how passionate <coughs> excuse me how passionate the uh the fans here in north carolina are about sports in general yeah like that's what i was explaining to a couple of my friends back home They're like how why are there so many people that are showing up to your games because they've seen you know they see major junior teams in canada get half the fans we do some nights in in some pretty nice elaborate arenas and stuff and here we are kind of at the, you know, the, the historic annex kind of getting a, a big turnout every time we show up. So it's, it, you can tell that not only do these people have a, a decent comprehension of the game of hockey being so far away from like, you know, where I come from, which is like Ontario's the mecca of hockey. You know, like every, there's like, there's five rinks in the state. There's five rinks in my neighborhood. You know what I mean? So yeah. like seeing that and coming down here, it's just like, it's actually like it to me it's kind of insane to see like how involved everybody is how committed they are to the team and like you could like if you you could ask these these you could ask these fans for anything and they'd do it for you they'd give you the shirt off their back they'd give you the tire off their car like you know they'd give you the air out of their lungs if they you know what i mean if you needed yeah. a breath of fresh air and that that to me like that matters so much more than like a lot of stuff when it comes to you know playing minor pro and kind of having to grind it out like we do you know what i mean so yeah. like that that takes a big load off us so it's been pretty nice to see and the best part is it sounds like uh we ha haven't even seen a true uh past capacity crowd in uh, in winston-salem we got got that coming up in playoffs here in, uh, in a week and a half so yeah. it's something to really look forward to i'm very excited to see uh just how packed we can uh, we can fill up the annex here coming uh, at the end of april but uh, yeah. i think before we wrap it up you guys have anything else you wanted to tack on there joe anything to plug uh no not really mark tory good we're good i think we're good guys Tommy, thanks so much for coming on the yeah. gray line guy anything 
Tommy, any parting thoughts? The gray line's the best line. See, simple as that. Me, Joe, Tommy, with featuring Dabari sometimes whenever we decide he can have a shift. Would you call him the lap dog? Yeah, he's our lap dog. Or he's my he's my nephew, my my younger brother, our pet. Yeah, shout out Dabari. Yeah, he's gonna have something to say about this. We might no, have to have will. him on just so he can defend himself. He's like, what? He's like, what are you trying to say, man? Like, what? Like, okay, buddy. Like, listen here, Dabari. All right. But yeah, you know, you big moose. Hey, you big moose. Hey, you big moose. Episode 5, Players Lounge. Thanks so much, guys, and thanks for everybody listening at home. We'll see you next time.